In today's show, we're going to look back at Wednesday in the NBA, a wild day in the NBA, and then preview Thursday's action. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, wild day in the NBA. So much stuff going down. Seven games to talk about. I'm not going to discuss the James Harden trade on this show. And that's because I've already done a whole 15-minute show specifically dedicated to that. And you will find that in your podcast feed. You will find it on the YouTube channel. No point in me just rehashing that. So you want to hear my thoughts on the Harden trade? The Harden, Oladipo, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert trade? You can go and hear that in one show in its absolute entirety. Let's break down what happened on Wednesday now. The first game, the Dallas Mavericks get a pretty comfortable win over the Charlotte Hornets. 104-93. Luka Doncic. Wow, what a line this is. 34-13-9. Two steals and four blocks. Five triples. 56% shooting. And did it with only taking two free throw attempts. He only hit one of them, which is annoying, but only got to the line twice. What an absolute monster from Doncic. Of course, they were without Richardson, Kleber, Finney, Smith, Powell, and Bronson. So a lot of rotation guys out. But we had the return of Chris Stapps. KP was back. He played 21 minutes, had 16 points with two blocks and four threes and shit. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be maybe a top 20 guy, top 25 guy the rest of the season. It will be a slow ramp up, but man, he looked pretty good out there. Willie Cauley-Stein only had four points, but he blocked three shots and had 14 boards. I'm not sure what Cauley-Stein's role will look like when Powell is back and Kleber is back and Porzingis is at full health. But for now, he's got some short-term 12-team league value. Tim Hardaway was coming off the bench, and then he, or sorry, he was starting, then he was coming off the bench, and then in fact he did start 18 points with three threes and two steals. He's providing some solid enough value. Well, Jim Johnson, did he make us proud? There it is. Johnson, right across the board. This is what he does. 26 minutes, 7 points, 5 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. He is going to be hurt a lot by the return of Kleber and Powell, though, no doubt. Trey Burke played 32 off the bench, didn't do much, while Weza Wundu in a start did a Weza Wundu thing and had 4 points on 1 of 7 shooting. For the Hornets, it was a bad night from LaMelo Ball, just 4 points on 8 shots. He did have 7 boards and 5 assists, but lacked defensive stats and didn't hit 3. probably one of his worst games, but he remains, obviously, a really, really strong option the rest of the season. Gordon Haywood got hurt. They say he's day-to-day with his hip strain, 16 points in 27 minutes. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. It doesn't look serious. If he is out, it'll be Miles Bridges that steps up. Bridges had just four, six, and five, and he has been unbelievably inconsistent this year. Paul Washington Jr., what a line. 16, 10, and six. Only one steal. Shot 35% from the field, but getting six assists, 10 boards. He's so much more comfortable playing at center. I'm glad they're using him there. Well, Devontae Graham, again, can't hit anything. 36%, but 12 points. 
Seven assists and three steals. He's getting assists in good volume. He's getting steals in good volume. And that has enough value to maintain him, especially when he's playing 36 minutes a night, which is approximately eight minutes a night too many. Uh, Biombo five and nine. But he had four blocks, but he's only a back-end guy at this point for the old uh, for the old 12-team leagues. Next game up for us to take a look at. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Pistons 110-101. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 22-10-10, two steals, three blocks, two triples. Uh, shit free throws. Pretty standard night from Giannis. Brookie Lopez had nine points in 30 minutes with four blocks and three threes. And with him playing well, a few minutes for Bob Portis. Not the greatest night, 11 and five, but still efficient. Good numbers. Um, maintaining that back end 12 team league value. Holiday had 21, six and five with three steals while it was a weird poor shooting night from Chris Middleton. 12 points on 12 shots, but he still had a triple one. He still had six assists. DiVincenzo struggled as well. Seven points, but grabbed 10 boards. Didn't have a steal. He still remains a top 100 player to me. For the Pistons, Blake Griffin, 12, seven and six. Uh, the usage is low, the efficiency is low, but the assists are nice. While Jeremy Grant continues to get a, just a ton of shots. 22 points on 37% shooting is rough, but the volume is nice. Two steals, a block, four rebounds. Pretty good night in the end, while Svi Mikhailuk got hot for 18 points in 18 minutes. D-Line Wright, one of 10. That is absolutely disgusting, but the best part about that is 32 minutes, eight rebounds, seven assists, and a triple one. I think he is a 12-team league guy. Well, Josh Jackson moved to the bench and played a little bit better, but outside of points leagues, I wouldn't be caring about Jackson for 12-teamers. He was replaced in the starting lineup by the Duke Wayne Ellington because when you can play a non-rotation player who's in his 30s start as a starter, you got to do it, especially when it means your 20-year-old lottery pick does it from last year doesn't play at all in secret Numbaya. So, Dwayne Casey, shout out to you. Allington had five points and is in a fantasy option. Sadiq Bay, he hits threes. That's what he does. He does absolutely nothing else, but he hits threes. And um, Mason Plumley, just the 22 minutes. I think at some point he's going to be a droppable player. He's not there yet, but he is trending that way with only 22 minutes. Now, 13 boards, five rebounds, and two steals is a pretty decent bloody return from Mason Plumley. but those minutes is the problem that we're looking at for him at the moment. Deeper League, Saban Lee getting the backup point guard minutes with Derek Rose sideline. That's worth noting. It's been a tough uh, 12 months, 8 months, 10 months, whatever it's been, it's been hard. And even in the new year, it can be hard to start your new routine. But if you are one of the 34% of Americans who made a resolution to be less stressed, Headspace is here to help. It is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. It's it, look. It's been a stressful day for me here. A lot of some personal stuff going on, uh, dealing with a lot of stress with work, with the hardened trade. So much going on. So getting the Headspace app out is something I'm definitely going to do when I'm finished this podcast and just help myself to calm down and relax. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal that's offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. You know that the... The old typical method of getting parts for your car, 
You go into the chain auto store. You sit, wait for the guy at the counter. He tells you, no, nah, mate, sorry, don't have it. Going to have to order it. And then he charges you through the nose because you're not a professional mechanic. Those days are over. RockAuto.com is where you need to go to get the parts for your car that you need at the price that is right. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are unique and they're reliably low, and they're the same for professionals, and do it for yourself as Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? If you go to rockauto.com right now, you'll see all those parts available for your car or truck, and if you write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box, they will know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. People, uh, people have been asking me, God, Josh, you know, like when you're when you're talking, like before you do an ad read, you're doing this big size, you don't want to do it. No, it's because I'm just talking literally flat out. Is that that break in time just makes me actually catch my breath and do it there? Because yeah, you know, I am talking at a million miles an hour to get as much information in here, and I'm recording like four or five videos a day most of the time. My voice is pretty rough, and I'm just smashing it out, and that's why I'm taking. It's just it's more of a just a an exhale, inhale catch my breath, let's transition on to the next thing because now it is time for us to transition on to the next thing. And the next game here is the Brooklyn Nets. They beat the New York Knickerbockers. Um, it's not... It's not as close as the final score would indicate. 116-109, the Nets win. It was a blowout because the Nets just pulled everyone and... Your mate, the absolute maniac Tom Thibodeau, said, nah, screw that shit. We're getting pumped. Let's play Julius Randle 40 minutes so we can make it a respectable seven-point loss. <sighs> that size due to frustration. Kevin Durant, 30 minutes, 26 points, six assists, two blocks. He was awesome. The assist numbers, I think, will fall when Harden arrives. While DeAndre Jordan, he is an ad for sure. Nine points, 12 rebounds, two blocks, 40% from the field. You know where he's going to help you. You know where he's going to hurt you. But that was a really good line. While Jeff Green played 32 minutes. My name is Jeff. 11 points, three threes, four rebounds. He's going to have a role. He's going to have a pretty large role. It's not going to be as large as this. This team's missing Kyrie. It's missing James Harden. And they are going to sign some other players. They are missing Nick Claxton as well. I think he's going to come in and play some backup center minutes. Or they could use Reggie Perry, who played 22 minutes and had 11 and 5. And looked pretty active out there. He, he's at least a name to watch for deeper leagues in the short term. The Shark, Bruce Brown, was great. Baby shark, do, 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 do. 15 and 14 on 46% shooting. Of course, he's got no cho chance of doing this as we move forward because Harden and Irving have to return. Well, Joe Harris had 15 points in 26 minutes with three threes. Again, a lot of people are buying into, oh, no, Harris is going to have great value with these other guys around. He's just not going to get the shots. He'll have some open looks. He'll shoot a high percentage, but he's just not going. He's not a high usage player to begin with. I, th I, no, not I think. I know he's not a high usage player, and I don't think his value automatically skyrockets because of the arrival of James Harden. If anything, I think that... That hurts, and it's like how you know the value of Eric Gordon you know, just completely goes in the toilet when he's surrounded by players like James Harden. Chris Giotta added seven assists and two steals and a block um, on a horrible shooting night, but he is at least an option when they are shorthanded, as they were in this game. For the uh, for the next 33 minutes for Mitch Robinson, 10 and 12, two blocks. He looks like he's 30-point night a game, or 30-minute-a-night 30 a game guy every night. And I'm confusing my words because I don't understand how he's getting 30 minutes a night because of the fouls. They're gone. He's fine. It's, um, it's amazing. Emmanuel quickly played well. He took a lot of shots. 35% usage is a lot. 19 points, three assists, 22%. 50% um, three-point shooting. Is not going to stick. I find it hard to trust him long-term, though. Well, Rowan Barrett, did he shoot well? Actually, he did. 47% from the field, 20 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 
No defensive numbers, of course. Well, Austin Rivers, this is why I didn't like him as a 12-team ad. 8, 6, and 4. And, and Alfred Payton was shithouse. 7, 6. And those of you... Actually, let's go back to Payton in a second. I say shithouse all the time. A lot of you people in America, North America, mistake my accent. It's not shit ass. It is shit house. And it just means bad. Some people ask me, what does what shit ass mean? What does shit, it means shit house and it is bad. But I say shit house. That's just how we say it in Australia. So Alfred Payton was shit house. Seven points, six rebounds, four assists. A fully healthy Obi Toppin played 57 seconds. Yeah, someone asked me again today, is Obi Toppin a 12-team league pickup? If your 12-team league roster has 200-man ro- 200 rosters, maybe, but otherwise, no. I don't think that... Look, Julius Randle is getting ground into dust, and Toppin's going to take some of those minutes away. He's not playing 27 a night, though, and coming in and being a guy that's going to get a ton of value. I'm still holding Peyton in 12-team leagues, though. Uh, back to him. I know I'm just all over the place. There's too much happening. Too much going on in the NBA. Let's look at the next game. The Memphis Grizzles, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 118-107. When you can get 20 points out of Grayson Allen, you know that's going to be reliable. Yeah, 26 minutes for Grace, 20 points, two steals, two blocks, three threes. Just chalk this one up to some bullshit and move on. Big night from Brandon Clark, 34 minutes for Clarkie, 19 and 9 with three steals. I would sell absolutely high on him. Jaron Jackson is going to come back at some point. And that's going to have an impact on Clark. He hasn't been this good most of the season. For now, he does have that 12-teamer value. Well, De'Anthony Melton, the wave pool. Yes, 25 minutes, 15 points, four assists, two steals, one block. Nobody has ever doubted, well, maybe they have. I have never doubted that Melton can put up numbers when he plays. It's about how much do they play him. And they played him a good chunk here. They also played uh, 12 minutes of Tim Frazier for some reason, and they didn't play John Conchar at all. Melton's a fringe 12-team league guy, while Jonas Valanciunas had 24 and 16 with two blocks there. And Xavier Tillman has clearly overtaken Gorgie Jeng. Jeng has four straight DMP CDs. Tillman is the backup center. I like this bloke a lot. 12 and 5 in 18 minutes for Xavier. Now, I don't know how that looks when Jackson returns, but I would definitely be keeping him at least somewhere in that rotation. While Kyle Anderson, I think that's a, I think he's a 12-team league drop at this point, seven, seven, and five, and I think it's going to get worse. How did your mate Dylan Brooks look? I'll tell you how he looked. Shithouse. Nine points in 28 minutes. He did have six assists, but uh, Devontae Graham sent him an encouraging text message before the game and said, Brooksy, I know you can do it. And Brooksy went out and did it, and he shot 27%. He is just a horrific shot taker who... I don't know. He's just not a starting caliber NBA player. Now, I know they're missing Morant and Jackson and Winslow, but giving Bain those minutes, giving Melton those minutes would absolutely be in the best interest of the Grizzlies. But that's why I'm not an NBA coach because I'm, I'm not an NBA coach, but I think it'd be better for him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're not adding Grayson Allen after this. We are looking at Melton as a stream option. For the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns, shit, he's really good. 25 and 14, two blocks, eight of eight from the line. That's awesome. While Malik Beasley, another absolute monster scoring night. 28 points, six rebounds, five assists. Maybe I've been too harsh on Beasley. Maybe. He's getting a ton of minutes. He's better than Anthony Edwards, clearly, at this point. Um, He's putting up good numbers across the board. He's a 12-team league guy. I I think I might have been wrong on him. 25, eight assists, two steals for D'Angelo is pretty good. While Josh Okogie started and played 27 minutes because I tell you who's trash. No offense to him, but he's bad. Jarrett Culver. Akogi had three, three, and four with three blocks. That's in a 14-team league sort of stuff. While Culver played 10 minutes and had two points, and I think his ass might actually be out of the rotation. That's how bad he is. Jared Vanderbilt had some pretty extreme foul trouble and still played 15 minutes. Absolutely one of the hottest guys to watch in terms of on your watch list. Let's see how long it is until he gets 20 minutes a night. I don't think it's too far away. You can drop Anthony Edwards' ass all the way out of here. 2.17 minutes, 3 rebounds. He isn't good, 
I thought he'd be a little bit better than this, but I didn't think he'd be as bad as he currently is. Um, you know that I wasn't in on him as the number one pick. I think I had him at six or eight, maybe in my in my last uh, NBA draft. Um, and he's struggling in a big way. He's a scorer who does it on volume, who can't get the volume and can't get the shots to fall, and not much else is happening. He's got plenty of room to grow in the future. I just did not see the upside that others did. Rick Rubio had six assists, and that's what he's providing, assists, and we know that assists can be super valuable in fantasy, so Ravishing Rick could be an option if that's what you need. There's only one place that you can go to put your hard-earned sports knowledge or your your much-learned sports knowledge to the test. The NFL playoffs are on. College football's done, but college basketball's happening. And, of course, the NBA is rolling along. We've got games happening all the time. And if there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Use your player props. Go there. Find out if you want to take a look on how many shots Anthony Edwards is going to miss. They might not have that, but you might be able to have it take the under on his points scored per game on betonline.ag. So again, don't sit out there. Don't just you know, use that knowledge and go, oh, man, if only I had done this. Get there. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you get your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The next game we take a look at here, the Los Angeles Lakers, they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder pretty uh, comfortably in the end, 128-99. LeBron played through his fake ankle injury. while Anthony Davis played through his fake toe injury. 18-7 in 25 minutes, didn't need to extend themselves. Pretty nice night if you get four blocks and two steals out of Marcus Sol, but don't uh, bank on that. Oh, hi, Mark. While Montrez the table, Harrell had 21-6 and six in a pretty rough free throw night, but good volume, just not much else there. I don't think he's a must-roster 10-teamer. Same with Dennis Schroeder, who had 14-5-5, five and five, which is solid enough numbers, but not must-roster. Horton Tucker had four points in 13 minutes, and they just cleared the benches very, very early in this one as this game was over uh, pretty much straight away. Therefore, for the Thunder, how about Alexei? Alexei? Alexei Pokyshevsky. That's what I'm trying to say. 21 minutes, 10 points, two threes, three blocks. If um, Darius Baisley has to miss time, they should absolutely be throwing Poku in there and seeing what he can do. And I would, you know, we don't know the severity of Baisley's injury. I'm definitely watching Poku. This is the skill set we like. Hitting threes, blocking shots, handling the ball. It's far from a, a must roster player, but that's encouraging. Isaiah Roby had 11 and 9 in 24 minutes, replacing Al Horford. Well, Hamadou Diallo, he still shot the ball well, but you know I've been skeptical of his ability to keep up his production. He had 9-5 and five in 20 minutes. He shot 67 again, so there is room again for that to get worse. I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league player. Pretty rough one from Shea Gildas-Alexander. I'd be buying low. 17 points with one assist. The last couple of games have been rough. He had a really strong stretch before that, and I am not dropping Darius Baisley. I know people are dropping him. I am not dropping Darius Baisley. Three points in 25 minutes. I am holding on to him while Lou Dort had nine points with 3-3. Three, three. And there's a wild stat that Lou Dort has made the most three-pointers on this Thunder team in total. That's wild. Kenrich Williams, 9-5-4 with the triple one in 15 minutes. But I think that's largely because that Al Horford was out. He got some extra minutes. And he's not going to produce at that level on any sort of consistent basis, unfortunately, for him. 
All right, on to the next game. One of the last games. A couple. The last games were pretty, uh, pretty interesting, actually. The Pelicans 106 go down to the Clippers 111. Of course, the Pelicans were without Zion Williamson, Eric Bledsoe, and Alonzo Ball. So Nikhil Alexander Walker stepped up. He played 33 minutes and had 37 points. He had five triples and had eight rebounds. I talked about it on the pregame show today. I say he loves a shot. He loved it here. 34% usage, 65% shooting. The answer to your question is no. You know the question you're asking. The question is, do we run and add Alexander Walker? No, you don't. Because the two starting guards were out on this team. Also, Alexander Walker is not a 65% shooting a shooter at a usage of 34%. I don't know how long Lonzo is going to be out. I know Bledsoe is not going to be out long. He's dealing with some eye irritation. He won't be out long. Lonzo might be out for a little bit of time. And if you want to take a flyer on Alexander Walker, by all means, do it. If it, if it makes you feel... Um, you're good. And I, look, I could be wrong. Maybe they say, screw this shit. Lonzo, you're out of here. And Alexander Walker, you're, you're starting point guard. Lonzo, your knees are screwed. You're out for the next month. And Alexander Walker's the starter. But you're trying to look through it logically. It's not the case. Lonzo's a short-term thing, which is what I believe it is with Lonzo. And same with Bledsoe. Um, and I think you've got to be careful, really careful who you drop in order to do that. JJ Redick was pretty solid, 12 points. Steven Adams had 12, 6, and 5. Kyra Lewis, I thought, looked all right in his 16 minutes. He is a little bit of time away. I still believe in him very, very heavily long-term, but he's still a little bit time away there. Well, Josh the Hitman Hart, oof, it wasn't good. Six points, seven rebounds. He remains a really good rebounder. Him and Cinderius Thornwell as the starting two and three was not a good combination. Better quickly mention Brandon Ingram, who had 22, 6, and 3 with two blocks. Hart, back to him, 14-team league guy. Th- uh, Thornwell, 184-team uh, league player probably on to the Clippers the fun guy Kawhi Leonard that's a lot of minutes I'm a fun guy <laughs> 39 minutes 28 6 and 9 while the Beatle Paul George he had 28 or 27 6 and 6 sorry Patty Beverly 37 minutes for Beverly he was playing like 23 minutes a night to begin the year they're really pushing up he's getting close to 12 team league valuable 10 6 and 2 with two steals and two blocks while Abarca had 12 points and Nick Batum another serviceable low ass line 9 points 4 assists 3 threes Marcus Morris Please don't tell me you've got Marcus Morris in a 12-team league. And please also don't tell me you have Lou Williams, who had two points in nine minutes. Now, Lou, to be fair to him, um, was dealing with a hip problem before this game and didn't play in the second half, but he's not a 12-team league guy anyway. So I think you should feel pretty good about moving him all the way on. Let's move on. The next game, the Portland Trailblazers beat the Sacramento Kings 132-126. Just a quick note on Yusuf Nurkic. He's good. 18 and 13, two steals, three blocks, 67% from the field. 67 from the line is not ideal, but this is, and a lot of people, you know, were critical. I mean, Josh, you fell for it, mate. In the bubble, that was it. That's all he's ever done. No, he's actually really good, and he's been good for a long time. The minutes are coming back. The motivation is there. The fitness is there. I think if you bought him low, you are going to be handsomely rewarded. It was a shit start to the season, and yeah, maybe I should have. Uh, look, no, I should have seen that he was going to be playing limited minutes early on. Yeah, just trying to. But it's, it's a hard thing to try and guess. Hey, is your mental state there? What were you doing in the off season when we didn't really have those reports necessarily about him coming in completely out of shape? But the fact, the thing that I didn't get wrong with Nurkic is he's a good player. He's a very, very good player. And no, Enes Kanter is not better than him. Now, Kanter played 18 minutes and had four points with three blocks. And no, Kanter is not splitting minutes with Nurkic as we move forward. It's not happening. Kanter is rostered in an astronomical amount of leagues. Get him out of there. What the hell are we doing? 
Christian James McCullum, efficiency dropped off somewhat here, but still 28, 7, and 10. 10 assists. What His numbers this year have been fantastic. Well, Damian Lillard. It was been a slow start for Lillard, but 42 minutes, 40 points, 6 triples, 13 assists and 3 steals, and 12 of 12 from the line is monstrous. While Gaz Trent had 16 points with 4 threes. We know Gaza is all over the shop. He is just a stream option at this point. And everyone who added Carmelo Anthony, please stop doing that. 6 points in 20 minutes, while Bob Covington... Oh, shit. Uh, is he a buy low? Yeah, he is. He's still a 12-team hold, and he is a buy low. Well, Derek Jones... Derek Jones just isn't that good. Eight points in 22 minutes. For the Sack Kings, I don't know why I call them Sack, but anyway, Bud Heal, 26 points, eight triple, six rebounds, five steals, five assists, one steal. Had people ask me if Buddy Heald was a dropped. Obviously not. Didn't get any free throw attempts here, but really strong performance. While Darren Fox back in action, 29-6-6. Tyrese Halliburton, really, really good once again. 17-5-9 for Tyrese with one steal on 70% shooting. He closes every game for them. He should be starting every game for them. He looks awesome. While Rashawn Holmes had another big, big performance, 17-9-6. The pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. This is who he is. Well, this is who he's been anyway. 11 and 6, 33% shooting, three assists and one steal. He'd been, absolutely, he's been a 12-team league guy and you still hold on to him, but let's wait and see how this goes. Well, Marvin Bagley had 11 and 6 and Hassan Whiteside had 7 and 2 in 10 minutes. Bagley is starting because he was drafted number two overall. Luke Walton's ass is definitely getting fired this season. I, I am convinced of that and Bagley is not going to play big minutes. He, he, just, he just isn't good and people will argue with me on that repeatedly, he just isn't good. And I think he is a clear 12-team league drop Marvin Bagley. He is the 245th ranked player this season. So you can get his ass all the way out of there. Let's have a look at the top ads. Over the last 24 hours, Carmelo Anthony went up 22%. <laughs> what? Why? What? 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 What are we doing? Drop his ass very quickly. Lonnie Walker's up 20%. Two big games in a row from Lonnie with DeMar DeRozan back. I am curious on that. I don't think Lonnie remains a must-roster 12-team league guy, but with the Spurs playing on Thursday, it's a strong ad. Robin Lopez plus 20% as well. I'm not sure he's going to remain a 12-team league guy while Precious Achua up 17%. Great option in the, for the shorthanded heat, especially with a game on Thursday. Talon Horton-Tucker, don't really know what's going on there, up 11.6%. For literally no reason. No reason for him to be rostered that much at all. On the drop side, while the Celtics have had all these games postponed, Peyton Pritchard's down 10% makes total sense, especially with Kemba's return on the on the uh, horizon. Eric Gordon down 9%. People will be probably scrambling to go and add back Gordon, especially with the uh, the hard, well, not especially, because of the hardened trade. I'm not sure Gordon remains a must-roster 12-team league guy, but he's definitely worth adding. Tom Bryant down. Daniel Tice down 8%, uh, much like Pritchard just not playing. While Cole Anthony down 6%, I am still holding Cole Anthony at this point. Let's go to the monstrous line of the night. Luka Doncic, 34-13-9 for the Donch with two steals and four blocks. It was obviously a very slow start to the season for him, um, but starting to come come on pretty strong now. I wonder, do you think he'll finish as a top 10 player on a per-game basis this year, Doncic? A lot of people were t- taking a pick one, which is obviously ludicrous at the time, but he is now the 12th ranked player over the course of the season. And as I say, it's ludicrous. Over the last two weeks, he's the number one ranked player. 
because he's getting blocks at a stupid level. 1.6 blocks in five games or 1.4 steals. I can guarantee you that is going to fall off. The 30, 13, and 10 may not, but the other numbers are. I think he's going to be a top 10 player the rest of the year pretty comfortably. Your rookie of the night is Tyrese Halliburton. No surprise there. Halliburton with another big performance. Uh, dropping in 15-5-9 and nine with three threes. Another good shooting night from Halliburton. Um, he is the 56th ranked player this year, in large part because his shooting numbers and his steals are really, really strong. He's getting good assist numbers. I think, look, I said this post-draft, went to one of the best situations he could have gone to because they're not going to make him the primary offensive focus and primary ball handler. His usage is under 15%, and that suits him absolutely perfectly. Get the steals, get the assists, hit some threes, doesn't get to the line really at all, but hits them at a high level. He has been awesome. He remains awesome, and it was another big night from Tyrese Halliburton right there. So let's have a look now. FanDuel pricing for Thursday's games across the NBA. All right, so the first game to dig into is the Miami Heat matching up against the Philadelphia 76ers again. The Sixers are likely to welcome back the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Shake Milton, Matisse Thibel. Um, while Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are both listed as probable, while Miami's going to be without Bam, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic again. Um, so this could be a blowout. There's real risk there. So Presses Achua, though, he's priced at 4,100. He had 37 fan jewel points last time out against his team. You've got to use him. You have to. Same with Kelly Olenek at 5,300. I think the return of all these guys puts a pin in Isaiah Joe for sure, Dakota Mathias for sure, probably Tyrese Maxey with Milton likely starting. Milton's at 5,400. I'm not sure how many people will go with him. I, I like using him. While Gabe Vincent at 45 had a really strong game for the Heat. That price rise might be a little bit too much. But he had 35 in the, the matchup a couple of days ago. He's worth looking at. 10-2 for Embiid. Looks great outside of the blowout potential. While Tyler Hero at 6,500. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. No Jimmy Butler means pretty high usage, I would imagine, for Hero there. Toby Harris at 76, I'd fade that one. Same with uh, Tyrese Maxey at 56. Just hard to get enough shot attempts with everyone returning here for Philadelphia would be my take on that. Next up, we look at the Hornets and the Raptors. We don't know whether Gordy Haywood's going to play. He had to leave Wednesday's action with that hip issue. If he is out, we look at Miles Bridges at 4,300 as an absolute guarantee lock. Well, not guarantee, but you know what I mean. The wiki, Chris Boucher, 7,800. That is a high price for Boucher, and there is a risk involved in that, but I like taking that risk while the Jedi, Yoji Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. He's at 5,500. I think there is upside there in OG, but I wouldn't say that it's an absolute must-use player. 72 for Kyle Lowry, I do like, and Devontae Graham at 59, I also like quite a bit. Lamelo's at 78, that's probably verging on the high side, as is 8,900 for Pascal Siakam, while Paul Washington Jr. at 6,500, love what he's been doing. He can be inconsistent, especially with his shot, but I don't think that he's a terrible option here. The Raptors are, by the way, favored by 7.5 points, and the total is 221 points. The Rockets and the Spurs, no James Harden, no John Wall, no Victor Oladipo yet. So Eric Gordon at 4,200 is probably the best play on the entire board. You've got to like that. Now, Gordon is listed as questionable, and he probably starts next to Ben McLemore. So if Gordon's out, holy shit, there's going to be some usage going around there. But Gordon at 42 looks great. Uh, the Crucifix, Christian Wood at 8,100 has not been at that level. 
as has not been there, but there is a chance to get a ton of shots here. While PJ Tucker at 39, yeah, I don't really like that. Jay Sean Tate at 4,000, not massively into that. Macklemore at 37 is the one I'm looking at. Same as Sterling Brown at 38. DeJounte Murray's at 75. I think it's too high. While Lonnie Walker's at 52, and I'd only want to use Lonnie if we hear that DeMar DeRozan is out. DeRozan's at 8,100, and I don't mind using him there. Same with Aldridge at 72, although I'm probably less keen on Aldridge, and I'm not super keen on Keldon Johnson at his price, which comes in at 6,600. The next game is the Indiana Pacers and the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers are one-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total is 229-and-a-half. It is a back-to-back for the Blazers. The Pacers won't have Victor Oladipo. They won't have Karis LeVert either. So we look at the holidays. Minimum salary as holiday, 4,500. Justin Holiday as a holiday had 41 points last time. I don't know if they'll go back to starting Aaron or put um, Edmund Sumner in there again. But Holiday, I think he starts because TJ McConnell's back to handle the, the second unit. I like Holiday at minimum. I like Holiday at 45 as well. Sabonis at 92 is great, as is Brogdon at 86. For the Blazers, Nurkic is at 64. It's probably a little bit higher in a back-to-back, while Miles Turner at 78 and Lillard at 92 are probably just creeping up to be marginally high, as is the 9,500 for CJ McCollum on a back-to-back. The last game of the night, we've got the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are five-point favorites, and the total is 229 here. Gaz Harris is questionable. He missed last game uh, for personal re- reasons, which we don't know what they are. If he is out, we look at Farton, Bill, Will Barton. I was going to call him Farton, Bill. Farton, Will Barton at 5,700. Monty Morris at 44 would look all right. The headmaster, Jamal Murray at 7,000 is only a flyer type with how he's playing. While Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic... He's at 11-2. He's just, he's just dominating. He's putting up 50s left, right, and center. He has struggled against Draymond in the past, so maybe that gives you an opportunity to fade. Kelly Oubre is at 53. He finally gave us value last game. I don't know if that is going to be the one that we want to look at, but I don't mind him. Wiseman, with Eric Paschal back, is only a GPP guy because they just don't give him 20 minutes a night. I'm sure that's what many of you are saying when you look at Wiseman's box score and see him playing 19 minutes. Curry's at 96, not at that level at this stage with how defenses are treating him, but I'm not sure the Nuggets have the defensive personnel to actually treat him that way. Wigo's at 68, just blocking everything that's coming in his way. He's at least interesting. I think at 6,800, I wouldn't say that he's the best option out there, but he is at least interesting there. Guys, that'll do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. 3.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, live question and answer mailbag show. Get your questions ready. I'll be smashed with questions. I'll try and get to yours, so make sure you got it ready to jump in there. That will come out as an audio show as well. Then there'll be a pregame show at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube only. Guys, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.